I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast, part of the 90 Min Football Network. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiu, and on this edition of the show, we're going to be discussing what's going on with Yuri Tielemans. Now, we heard just days ago that this was a deal Arsenal were extremely confident of getting over the line between now and the end of the month. However, things appear to have taken a bit of a turn for the worse. We're going to be discussing what the reports are saying. We're going to be trying to make sense of it. And we're going to be taking some of your questions and thoughts from the live chat box as well. Very, very much looking forward to this one. A big hello to everybody joining us in the live chat and a big hello to those who will be watching or listening to this back via uh, the video or via podcast format. Hope you're all well. Hope you're all good. Okay, uh, let's say a few hellos before we uh, dive into the conversation, because there was one message in particular that I wanted to highlight, and that was from our good friend, uh, typically Arsenal fan, who said, morning, mate, take your time uh, in response to me, obviously being late uh, to the stream. Uh, But he also says, I got married yesterday, mate, congratulations uh, to you and your other half. Hope you guys had an amazing day Um, and I'm chuffed. I'm honoured that you're spending the day after your wedding watching the Chronicles of Aguna. But there you go. Uh, the transfer talk is uh, is rife. The transfer talk is everywhere. And I guess uh, we all want to stay in the loop, don't we? We all want to keep on top of what exactly is going on with regards to our club at the moment. Look, before we continue through, before we continue into the chat, just a couple of bits of housekeeping. If you haven't done so already, please do hit the like button on the video. It really, really does help. And subscribe to the channel if you're new. If you are listening to us via um, podcast platforms, then please do leave us a review, particularly if you're on Apple Podcasts, because that really, really does help. So please do get involved there. And one other thing is I've moved over to TikTok. I am now doing some content over on TikTok, some really short form stuff, keeping you guys up to date with the latest Arsenal news. And some of the biggest stories from football, I'll be sharing brief opinions um, and brief thoughts on some of those topics and subjects. So if you wouldn't mind, if you are a TikTok user, if you're not, don't worry about it. But if you are, uh, please do head over and give me a follow at Harry Simiu. I'm so new on there. I'm still working it out. I don't really understand uh, a lot of it, but I've definitely not got anywhere near enough followers. So if you fancy uh, coming over and offering um, some support, then please, please do. Okay, look, Let's uh, let's talk Yuri Tielemans then. So the Belgian, as I say, heavily, heavily linked with a move to Arsenal this summer. And whilst it seemed like this was a deal that was chugging along nicely, a deal that Arsenal were, as I say, according to some outlets, confident of getting completed in the not too distant future. We're now in a position where this deal, I'm not going to say is looking completely unlikely because I don't think we've had that strong a message on it just yet, but it's a deal that is now seemingly in the balance. So let's give you the download on what exactly is going on. Now, some reports had suggested previously that Arsenal had agreed terms with Leicester City over the transfer of the player. And to follow on from that, people had added that uh, the fee was believed to be around about £25 million. Now, The Athletic, back to that report and that claim up yesterday in their piece when they were talking about Lisandro Martinez by adding as well that they believe a £25 million fee would get the deal for T. Lemons done. However, 
Um, other reports, contradicting reports, are telling us that Arsenal have never made a bid for Yuri Tielemans, that Arsenal is still not at that stage where they've gone and made official contact with Leicester City Football Club, which casts doubt over how advanced these talks actually are or ever were. So let's have a look at what people are saying. So Rob Dorsett of Sky, he said, Arsenal's interest in the Leicester City midfielder Yuri Tielemans has cooled, making it more likely he will sign a one-year contract extension at the King Power. Arsenal will probably sign only one midfielder and have already agreed a thir £34 million deal with Porto for Fabio Vieira. Mood between Leicester and Tielemans is still very cordial. So he's saying that it's more likely, it seems likely, that Yuri Tielemans is going to sign a one-year contract extension with Leicester, protecting uh, the player's value in their eyes, but also giving him the opportunity to take a little bit more time and decide on his future moving forward. However, Fabrizio Romano has come out and he says he's been told that Yuri Tielemans is not considering signing a contract extension with Leicester at this time. He says it could be an option in September if he doesn't leave, but it's not on the cards at the moment. He also says Arsenal have been working on this for a long time, but confirms and backs up uh, the idea that no official bid has been made yet. He also talks about the interest from a number of other clubs as well. So, what the hell do we believe? I mean, if we look at the athletics uh, piece yesterday, again, the one that we covered on the last edition of the show, and we take the, the lines on Tielemans from that, it was very much that there was a £25 million fee needed to do this deal, um, but that it is likely to, to depend on other movement in midfield. And one of the names that was mentioned there was Granite Xhaka. Now, we'll come on to that uh, in a little bit. Um, it said in that piece as well that Europa League football and the fact that we failed to qualify for the Champions League could be an issue here. Um, and apparently, Yuri Tielemans would prefer, or not prefer, but would be happy to just kind of put a pin in it and hold on and assess his options again after the World Cup. Now, this is um, this is not what you want to hear. This is not what you want to read. Um, I, I believe that Yuri Tielemans would be a good addition to this Arsenal squad. But I'm not in a place where... I'm sitting there going, I want Yuri Tielemans to come in at all costs. I want us to move on a load of other players in order to get this deal done or to facilitate this deal. Now, this might sound a little bit controversial. I know there are a lot of people that aren't big fans of his. But for example, I don't want to lose Granite Xhaka to get Yuri Tielemans. Because I think for Arsenal to move forward and for Arsenal to improve and for Arsenal to have alternative options in the midfield and be able to add, for example, that little bit more guile, creativity and goal-scoring threat that Tielemans brings, I think we need to have both options. You know, I think that it's great. Keep him. Um, you know, sorry, it's great. Bring Tielemans in. If we can do it, let's do it. But Granit Xhaka gives us something very different to Yuri Tielemans. And I want to see the team strengthening, progressing. And I believe that it only strengthens and progresses if we keep both of those players. I don't think Yuri Tielemans, as good as he can be defensively, gives us enough of a solid platform in certain fixtures. Now, most games, we're going to play with Thomas Partey probably sitting at the foot of the midfield with maybe a Tielemans and an Odegaard um, in the remainder of the midfield. But I just feel like there are certain times and certain games and certain occasions where we need to be a little bit more solid in midfield. We need to be a little bit more controlled in the way we defend. And I think that Granit Xhaka, 
um, would, uh, you know, would be would be a good option to keep around the club. So I'm not saying I don't want Tielemans, but I am saying that I want him as an addition to Granite Xhaka and not as a direct replacement. Now, this is the kind of comment that I find strange. You know, Jay in the chat, big hello to Jay. He says, Xhaka costs us at least six to nine points every season and at least three red cards. He did not cost us anywhere near nine points last season. Um, in fact, he was one of Arsenal's most consistent players. Um, had a couple of silly moments, as Granit Xhaka always does. Um, but to say that he cost us six to nine points, I- I'm not. I'm not really buying that. You know, I- I'm not really. I'm not really on board with that. I, I don't think. Um, you know, I-, I don't think that's a fair assessment and a fair appraisal of what Granit Xhaka brings to the side and has brought to the side, particularly since Mikel Arteta's arrival, where he's come on leaps and bounds where he's improved, where he's had a a better environment around him upon which to flourish. So again, look, I'm not saying that he's the best midfielder in the world and I'm not saying that I'm not open to an upgrade. I just think that for this squad to have all the options available that would make us more competitive, to be able to change and tweak things in certain games um, in order to suit us, I think it's I think for me, it's important that we keep both. Now, if Granit Xhaka wants to go, that's a completely different story. If you've got a player there who isn't 100% on board anymore, you know, there was a lot of talk of him going last summer and then that deal seemingly sort of just broke down. You know, if that's the case that he's kind of delayed that or or there was a, a verbal agreement in place that he could move on this summer, that's a completely different story. But just based on the on what we can see on the surface, based on what we know to be factually true and, and putting the speculation to one side for a minute, I think if we had both of those players in our midfield, our options would be much stronger. We'd be able to play in different ways. And ultimately, versatility, as I've said earlier on this summer, appears to be right at the top of Mikel Arteta's list when building this squad and building this team. So, yeah, um, you know, let's see how it goes. But... Just circling back to Tielemans, trying to make sense of all this, but the noises that we've heard, so the most recent reports, maybe with the exception of Fabrizio Romano, who doesn't actually commit as far as saying that, no, this deal is still on. It seems like this has hit a bit of a snag. Now, what's the reason for that? Well, I've heard a number of different reasons, and I don't really know uh, which one to believe. I don't really know which route to go down in terms of my uh, thought process on this story. But I'll tell you, the kind of things that are going through my mind. And I'm very, very interested to hear what you guys in the chat have to say about said subject. So, I mean, first of all, um, I'm hearing that, you know, the bit in The Athletic that Yuri Tielemans himself is not quite sure whether Arsenal is the club that he wants to end up at. He's not quite sure whether he could earn or, or, or believes that he deserves a move to a Champions League club. Clearly, there aren't many options on the table at this moment in time. I don't think there are many clubs out there that will be willing to spend what Leicester are asking, given his contract situation. I think there are a lot, given his age, who will look at it and go, you know what, we can wait. In Arsenal's case, however, it's clear that Arsenal wouldn't mind spending the £25 million. So the fact that this is not progressing, it feels to me like maybe the problem is with Leicester City. Perhaps Leicester City have decided that they want more money for Yuri Tiedemans than was previously um, thought. Or the third option, uh, of course, is that Arsenal need to clear the decks in order to do this signing. Now, I find this one 
probably the most far-fetched. And the reason I say that is because if we were desperate to clear the decks in order to get signings done, if we didn't do the majority of that shifting and all that work sort of in prior windows, then why are we able to go and spend £34 million on Fabio Vieira, a player that in our view, maybe not in the clubs, but in our view, wasn't really seen as a priority position, uh, a priority signing. We've obviously lodged a bid for Lissandro Martinez. Well, clearly, you need to be able to pay up if you're launching bids, right? You need to be able to make good on that promise and on that offer. So I'm not too, you know, I'm not buying into the whole, there needs to be major movement for this deal to happen. I think this has hit a snag somewhere else. So it's either with Leicester, it's either with Yuri Tielemans or Arsenal are having second thoughts. And I don't really know uh, that that's the case. Now, if I'm Yuri Tielemans, Arsenal is a huge, huge upgrade on Leicester City. I'm sorry, you know, people, um, you know, people will sit there and they'll say, well, over the last few years, Leicester have been, you know, as as impressive as Arsenal to a degree. You know, Leicester won the FA Cup as recently as the season before last, but they did have a really poor time last season. The campaign wasn't great. They were underperformers in many, many people's eyes, had a decent European campaign, but it was, of course, in Europe's third tier competition. And um, and Brendan Rodgers was on the receiving end of a lot of criticism. Now, to be fair to Brendan Rodgers, who I'm not a massive fan of, by the way, those of you who've listened to this or watched this for a long time will know that. But you have to be fair in, in your assessment. And to be fair to him, there were a lot of injury issues to contend with. There were a lot of problems that were beyond his control that almost hindered Leicester City last season. But Tielemans is, you know, want to join a Champions League club is understandable. But you can only go where the offer is, right? And it seems at the moment that despite people saying that, you know, a number of clubs are interested, it doesn't feel like many of the big boys or the bigger boys, if you want to call them that, are circling at this moment in time. If they were, I think we'd have heard a lot more about it. If they were, I think we'd have heard, um, you know, a lot more rumours and a lot more kind of stories because the big clubs tend to be the ones where there's the most media focus at this time of the summer. And surely someone somewhere might have got wind of it at some point if there was an interest in Yuri Tielemans. I don't know. Um, Paul James makes a very, very interesting point. I suspect Tielemans' agent might be the snag. If Tielemans is not sure about joining us, then it's the wrong move for him. I mean, I'm not really sure who Tielemans is represented by. Give me one second and I will tell you. Because uh, this plays a massive part, doesn't it? Do we get that information? Uh, his player agent is a company called Let's Play. Don't know an awful lot about them, uh, if I'm being completely honest with you. So I, I can't really comment on whether I think that that is, is a credible view or opinion, but it's it's certainly something that isn't outside the realms of possibility, that's for sure. So, um, you know, what's the deal um, with Yuri Tielemans? What's, what's the situation? Um, who knows is the answer. Um, you know, I, I suspect that if Yuri Tielemans is indeed having second thoughts, as is being reported by a number of outlets, that maybe then Arsenal should just turn their attention elsewhere. I mean, we've we've had this before. I don't want to be caught up in situations where we've got players that don't really want to be here. I, I described the situation with, um, with uh, Rafinha who clearly prefers above all else a move to Barcelona. I compared that situation to the one of Dusan Vlavic, you know, where we might be all in on a player. We might be willing to put down the money. We might be willing to get that deal done. But clearly the player himself isn't totally convinced. 
if the player's not totally convinced, then I don't want him. Because I think that one of the pillars upon which this project stands is the fact that people are invested, that there is that feel-good factor around the club, that people are determined to take us back to where we belong. And I think we really felt that spirit at certain times come through last season. And in a number of occasions, it got us over the line. So I don't want players um, who aren't dead set on Arsenal. Are Arsenal, you know, sort of reluctant to push ahead with this because of maybe an agent fee, like you've discussed, that is crazy? Or... Um, are they reluctant to push forward with this because Leicester City have upped their asking price? In which case, I can understand why Arsenal might want to walk away. Now, we're being heavily, heavily linked with that move for Gabriel Jesus. And by some people's estimations and by some per, uh, people's, um, you know, uh, opinions, you know, we're, we're overpaying potentially for Gabriel Jesus. But Gabriel Jesus, after last season and based on the current state of play, stock is right up here. And you're talking about bringing Gabriel Jesus to Arsenal from a club that is competing right at the top, the Premier League champions, a club that are absolutely in no need whatsoever of financial injection in comparison to Leicester City, who, yeah, they've invested well in recent years, but could still do with the money and would still probably prefer to let the player go and recuperate something before he walks away potentially on a free transfer. So I don't think that we should be forced into paying as much as, for example, Manchester City could force us into paying because of the status of the two clubs that we appear to be negotiating with. Add to that as well. This is a massive, massive risk if it's Yuri Tielemans who's unsure that he is taking. He is basically backing himself to go out there next season and have a really good campaign. If he doesn't, his stock could fall even further. Now, I'm not saying his stock is low at present, but it's not what it was, for example, 12 months ago. If Leicester don't pick up their game, if Leicester don't buck up their ideas and as a consequence, Yuri Tielemans suffers, then Yuri Tielemans all of a sudden isn't as sought after. And at the moment, Arsenal are probably the biggest club that have a serious interest in him. Well, the biggest club could be somebody like Everton in 12 months time, with all due respect to them, if he fails uh, to have a good season. Some of the kind of noises that we're hearing and some of the reports that we're kind of getting are suggesting that Yuri Tielemans is almost backing himself, A, to, to succeed at Leicester, but also to go to the World Cup in Qatar this winter and to put in some big performances and to potentially catch the eye of some other potential suitors. But again, that is a really, really risky tactic from Yuri Tielemans. I'm not sure. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not sure uh, where this is at. Some people are saying in the chat that maybe Arsenal were never actually as interested in Yuri Tielemans as some of the reports suggested. And of course, that is a, uh, you know, that is a possibility. But for me, um, you know, the fact that the links have been so strong, the fact that there's, there's been numerous reports from numerous, usually very reliable sources, suggests to me that there was at least something there. And I don't know how far it progressed, judging by what we're reading now. Actually, it probably hasn't progressed at all. And that is surprising to me, given that, you know, just days ago, we heard that this deal was was on the verge of being completed and one that Arsenal thought could be done by the end of the month. But yeah, let's see. Um, you know, let's see how this pans out. As I say, look, I'd like to see Yuri Tielemans come in. I think he'd be a very, very good addition to the group. I think he'd be a very good addition to the squad. But addition being the key word there. I'm not saying that he's not a better player than Granit Xhaka. Um, you know, in uh, overall, I'm not saying that he's not a good option. 
I'm not saying that for a second. I've I've been very sort of positive about the idea of Yuri Tielemans coming. But I just think that, yeah, signing Granit Xhaka, you know, could, uh, I beg your pardon, signing Yuri Tielemans could signify us moving a couple of steps forward, but in then weakening our depth and sort of cutting out Granit Xhaka from the picture and then essentially promoting Mohamed Neni or Sambi Lekonga in his current state, further forward for me that that kind of doesn't that kind of defeats the point of making strong additions because we're then weakening ourselves in terms of depth wise listen i think with the europa league i think with the premier league schedule the way it is with the qatar world cup slap bang in the middle of the season i think there's plenty of games for everybody to play um so yeah i mean look chris says he's far better than jacka stop the jacka bias it's not that i don't think that jacka can be upgraded on. And it's not that I don't think Yuri Tielemans is a good player. Like, I, I don't really get how many times I have to explain this. The point I'm trying to make here is that Xhaka gives us something different to Yuri Tielemans. So in the games, for example, where we're at home, where we're on top, where we've got the ball, where we're dominating possession and we're knocking on the team's door and we're struggling to break them down, I would much rather have Yuri Tielemans in the midfield because he can get the ball, he can pick it up, he can carry it, he can get in and around the final third. And he's proven himself throughout the duration of his career today that he can offer so much more in that final third in terms of goals, assists, key passes than Granite Xhaka can. But if you're away from home and your backs are up against the wall a little bit, I'd rather have that ability of slotting Granite Xhaka in alongside Thomas Partey just to give us that little bit more solidity and stability and Granite Xhaka and Thomas Partey are by far the best midfield partnership that Arsenal have at their disposal currently there's no question about that you saw the drop-off was incredible when Partey was injured and you also saw that Partey struggled at times when Granite Xhaka wasn't available in the season as well so for me you know I'm not even entering the debate I'm not even entering the territory of the debate around whether Tielemans is a better player than Jacka, or or vice versa or who uh, who's an upgrade on who that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is in order to have a complete squad or as complete a possible squad you need alternative options and Granite Xhaka for me is better than Mohamed Elneny and he's better than Sambi Lekonga currently so if you're going to take Tielemans out to put those guys further uh, sorry if you're going to take Xhaka out to promote those guys essentially then I think that you're actually, yeah, you're adding in one sense, but you're weakening us in terms of our depth. Not saying that Xhaka should play ahead of Tielemans every single week, if indeed that transfer takes place. Simply saying that I want them both. I want us to add, add strength to the group, not take away from one area to add in another. That's not what building is. You know, you don't, you don't build a wall and then take it down and build another wall before you put, the, you know, you don't build the walls, take them down and then put them back up again before you put the roof on. That's kind of the way I'm looking at this. Okay. You know what? Uh, we've talked Tielemans enough. The truth is that it's very difficult to make sense of this, but I've given you my opinion uh, and my views on the uh, multiple different stories that we seem to be getting from the press at the moment. Um, but yeah, be interested to hear some of you guys' uh, thoughts. Okay. Look, uh, get in the chat. Uh, let's have some of your questions. But before we dive into those, there's 
600 of you watching us right now across the multiple platforms, but we've only got 117 likes on the board. That is simply not good enough. Let's get it up to 250 ASAP. There's more than enough of you watching. Um, please do hit that like button and please do subscribe to the channel if you're new. I can see uh, based on the comments that my Xhaka comments haven't gone down uh, very, very well, but you know, just goes to show to me that, that people still have an agenda against Granit Xhaka because his performances over the last couple of seasons have proven that whether you think there are upgrades on him available, and I'm sure there are, that he has been a much more consistent operator than many of the options that you're suggesting get pushed ahead of him in the pecking order in order to facilitate the arrival of Yuri Tielemans. Uh, uh, let's take this one. Uh, Wayne says, Harry, that just speaks to how rubbish it is then. If Partey and Xhaka are the best duo, imagine Partey and Tielemans or Savage. You'll be regretting this whole conversation respectfully. Uh, look, I'm not denying that Tielemans or, or Milinkovic Savic are very, very good players. And I'd like both of them to come to the team. All I'm saying is, Yuri Tielemans is a totally different profile of player to what Mikel Arteta has been working with so far. So I don't think that Mikel Arteta risks undoing some of the stability he's given us in that midfield area just to bring in Tielemans. I think if he can keep Shaka and Tielemans, he's all aboard with it. And I think I'm all aboard with it. But, you know, it's not even as simple as saying swap Tielemans for Xhaka because we're hearing that there are all these complications in a potential Tielemans deal. Do Leicester want too much money? Is Tielemans sure that Arsenal's the place for him? So let's not rubbish the players that we've got and sort of twerk for a guy that maybe isn't even coming, maybe doesn't want to come. Maybe Arsenal don't feel he's worth the money. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Chris says, I agree with you on the pecking order of those midfielders. But there's also an argument that we should be giving more minutes to Lekonga to help him learn and adjust to the pace. Yeah, and I think those minutes will probably come in the Carabao Cup, in the Europa League, etc., etc. But I wouldn't be taking risks as to giving him those minutes in the Premier League. That's my personal opinion. I don't think he's there yet. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, and I'm not talking about you, Chris, because I know you're not saying this, but... You know, there's a lot of people that are out there going, well, Arsenal have to get back in the Champions League next season. It's an absolute must. Anything less than a top four finish is a disgrace and Mikel Arteta should be sacked. But then they can't understand, on the other hand, and by that same token, why he maybe doesn't want to take risks by throwing in, uh, you know, inexperienced players who are yet to prove themselves at that level and relying upon them. Uh DVSD says that Harry, any thoughts on the Martinez transfer? Uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm all aboard on this. I think it'll be a really, really good signing. Lissandro Martinez is someone who um, displays versatility, who can play left back, left centre back, who can play uh, in the defensive midfield as well, uh, if you really want him to. So I think that this is a, a typical Mikel Arteta signing. I think it's going to cost a fair chunk of money. But again, if we're talking about Arsenal's resources potentially being limited, the fact that they're going out and buying the likes of him, um, you know, uh, Fabio Vieira, players that we thought uh, were not necessarily on the list or not necessarily occupying priority positions, suggests to me that Arsenal really believe in them. Otherwise, they wouldn't be signing off those deals. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, lots of Xhaka slander in the chat, as uh, as you'd expect. And that's fine. That's you guys' opinion. I just... I just um, 
I just and and Sonny, you know, Sonny, um, I think captures my my sentiment perfectly. And there's a lot of people that you know are, are having a go at me about something I've not really actually said. So Sonny's comment is perfect in kind of summarizing. He says, "People, Harry is saying it's not just about the first eleven; it's about squad depth. Geez, you can't play the same players all season. Rotation and sub options are crucial to the top teams challenging. Absolutely. And remember, the introduction of the five substitutes rule as well is going to put managers in a position where they're going to look to their benches more often." And they're going to rely on their benches more often to get them over the line in games. And I think that it's important that we maintain that depth. You know, we talked so much in the back end of last season about how a lack of depth let us down, how we allowed players to leave the club who could have helped us in some way, shape or form. And now people are talking about letting a player who's proven himself, particularly over the last season, to be a really important part of the midfield, who's carried the midfield at times in Thomas Partey's absence, who's been one of our leaders. People are talking about essentially kicking him to the curb and not even considering him as a squad option in order to bring in someone who might not even want to join us, who there's been no real movement with regards to a potential deal for. So that's where people just need to slow down a bit, calm down, and look at the situation really for what it is. If Granit Xhaka wants to leave, that's different. If Arsenal want him to leave, that's different. But at this moment in time, the fact that he signed the contract extension last summer has given us no indication whatsoever that the idea of Granit Xhaka leaving is a possibility. You know, people talking about uh, some midfield movement could potentially allow this Tielemans deal to materialise. Well, maybe that midfield movement is Lokonga going out on loan. Who knows? Um, you know, we don't know. We're speculating at this moment in time. Uh, uh, Elliot Blackwell says, oh, where is it? I just lost Elliot's comment. I'm so, so sorry, mate. Um, I might have to come back to this. Uh, sorry, I'm just scrolling back through the chat trying to find it. Here we go. Uh, Elliot says, if you could pick our target for midfield, who would it be? Well, I'd like Tielemans. Um, you know, he was right at the top of my list, but that wasn't with the idea of moving on somebody else. It was with the idea of him being an addition. Um, if he's not, then that changes things. If he's not going to be an addition, if it's going to be a replacement, then I'd probably lean more towards Ruben Neves. I know he's been linked with a move to Manchester United, but Ruben Neves for me is a little bit more uh, in the middle in terms of what Xhaka would offer, but what Tielemans can offer too. So what I mean by that is... He offers the technical ability. He offers the ability to create a little bit further forward, but he also offers the ability to be positionally disciplined, a little bit more defensive um, and a little bit more of a deep lying player, which is, in my opinion, what Granit Xhaka is best suited to. So if Tielemans is coming in as an addition, he's the number one for me. But if whoever's coming in is a replacement for Xhaka, then I'm talking about Ruben Neves uh, as a probably slightly uh, better fit, in my opinion. Harvey says, don't you think it's Leicester that are stalling this deal and they want more money and that Arsenal want in the players fast or they're going to move on? It could well be. I did mention that when I was talking about what it could be uh, a consequence of this seemingly, or, you know, this, yeah, stutter, I guess, in the negotiations. Um, you know, it, it probably most likely is down to Leicester more than anything else because, by all accounts, we'd heard that Tielemans was actually quite keen on Arsenal. We heard that Tielemans was 
um, happy to agree to the personal terms that were being on offer, uh, that were being offered, I beg your pardon, by Arsenal Football Club. So, yeah, um, I think the most likely scenario for me, and listen, I don't know, but if I had to, if I had to sort of rank the possibilities, I think Leicester being the problem or potentially an agent being the problem, are right at the top of that in terms of what I think is most likely. Uh, lots of you saying that we're, we're not going to sign uh, Ruben Neves because of the fee. I didn't say that it was feasible. I'm saying you guys asked me what my preferred target would be um, based on what we've been discussing. And, and that's the guy that I would try and get. Now, if it's not possible, then you have to move on. But that's where I'm at. Uh, on there. Uh, typically, Arsenal fans, is Harry, do you feel that if Tielemans doesn't want to come or is not sold on the project, we should go for a Neves or Savage or Ruiz? I rate Neves highly and he can help Vieira settle in. This is a really interesting point, right? Because a lot of people have been talking about the need for a greater Portuguese contingent because of um, of the arrival of, of somebody like Fabio Vieira. Actually, what people have maybe overlooked is that the Brazilians speak Portuguese as well. And culturally, there's quite a lot of similarities there. So I'm not too worried about specifically going out to sign players to facilitate uh, the settling in of somebody like Fabio Vieira. I think that for me, um, you know, there's already enough there. There's already enough of that Portuguese speaking influence to help him out and to, to make that as easy as possible for the man. Um, as for as for Savic, uh, Milinkovic Savic, really like him. But again, the fee is going to be crazy. And that's what uh, sort of makes me feel that that's not really possible. I don't think we've heard too many credible links as well with regards to this. And as for Ruiz, again, a player I really, really like. But if you're moaning about Xhaka looking slow, turning like a fridge, as some people put it, not being as mobile, perhaps, as we'd like in an ideal world, then you're probably going to say the same things about Fabian Ruiz as well. And that's where that's where I think people just kind of grab names. And I'm not saying you, mate, because I know you're not doing this. But I think we we often talk about players without really understanding what they are and, and what their their game is made up of and based upon. And Ruiz is is a lot more advanced in his positioning, is a lot more impactful in the attacking third. But again, I think the mobility thing would be a massive problem. No, wait, let me rephrase that. It's not a massive problem, but the mobility thing would be something that fans jump on. And if, if, and I'm not saying you again, mate, just to be clear, but if you are saying that Ruiz, you know, is, is definitely the answer, then half of what you moan about Xhaka for is, is then invalid in my eyes, because a lot of the, the potential issues I think are similar. Um, what else have we got? I really need to get like a little jingle to play in between me scrolling through your comments and uh, and picking them out. Uh, Oyunchula, I think I've said that right. Is that right? Oyunchula uh, says, Harry, what do you think of, what do you think for wide transfers, for winger transfers? I don't think so when Vieira signed. Well, initially my thought was that Vieira would provide some sort of backup to the likes of Bakayo Saka, perhaps Emil Smith-Rowe uh, in the event that they need a rest. And I think that that's one of the ways he'll be blooded into the team without it affecting the stability or the structure of the midfield. I, I still believe that's going to be the case. The Athletics say otherwise. They say that number 10 and number 8 positions are where he's been earmarked to play. Could be the case. Again, I don't know. I, it's just not my opinion. Um, and I thought that this would mean the end of our pursuit, for example, 
of Rafinha. However, the Athletics say otherwise. They say that Rafinha is still a possibility, that Rafinha is still an option. And actually, the idea of signing him is very much contingent on moving Nicolas Pepe on. Now, I have no doubts in my mind that Pepe wants the move, that Arsenal want the move for Pepe. Where I have doubt is whether somebody is going to come in and offer the amount of money that Arsenal think is um, is fair. Also as well, right, you, you kind of need Nicolas Pepe here to almost push um, to get this done. Because if he doesn't, then you feel like we could end up in a really difficult position. Um, so you kind of want Nicolas Pepe to be saying, yep, I want this move, I want this move, I want this move, in a kind of bid to kind of almost try and force Arsenal's hand as a football club a little bit in order to get it done. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Uh, <laughs> Granite Xhaka says, thanks for backing me, Harry. You're a top lad. <laughs> yeah, Granite Xhaka. Yeah, right. As if you ain't got better things to do on a Saturday morning. Uh, what else have we got? Lots and lots of brilliant questions. Uh, Lynn, thank you so much. She says, good morning, Harry. Hope you're feeling a little better today. Um, hay fever still bothering me, obviously, but I'm always better during the day than I am in the evening. So when I do the shows in the evening, which unfortunately sometimes can't be helped, uh, because of work, uh, other work commitments, um, I am sort of worse for wear. And also, I'm going to, well, I want to attempt to do a little bit more clearing in my garden today. But I thought, you know, my missus was like, Harry, it's 11 o'clock and you still ain't started. Like, wh when the hell are you going to get this done sort of thing? And I said to her, do you know what? I've got a stream at 11 o'clock. And if I start gardening now, if I start ripping out things now, and I sort of trigger off the hay fever, then... At the end of the day, uh, I'm going to be sitting here sneezing, coughing and all the rest of it during the stream. And that isn't going to go down well. So I'd rather leave it till later. And now it's looking a bit overcast and so it might rain, which would get me out of that completely. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Thank you so much. Though. Yeah, much better during the day than I'm in the evening for sure. 100 uh, percent. Big shout out to the Fort uh, Lauderdale Guna Craig. Uh, Marcus Momo going back uh, to Tielemans says, I'm hearing they want £40 million. Well, that is just fucking batshit crazy. Um, I don't want to see Arsenal pay £40 million for Yuri Tielemans, um, given his country, uh, current contract situation. I'm sorry. Like, there comes a point where you have to, you know, th there's always a, an argument to be had that you, you have to slightly pay over the top to get your targets. That's just the way football works. But there comes a point where it's almost taking the piss. And this, this would be taking the piss. You know, he's got one year left on his contract. He's not going to sign a long-term deal at Leicester. You know, and that's where this differs to the Gabriel Jesus situation, as, as was raised very well in the chat box, I think, before we even started the stream. Um, forgive me, I can't remember who exactly it was that, um, you know, that put that comment in, but it was so spot on. Manchester City have Gabriel Jesus, and he's in the final, he's going into the final year of his contract. But Gabriel Jesus, could you could see him signing a long-term contract with City. Why? Because there isn't really um, a higher level to go to at this moment in time. There are clubs that are challenging for titles. There are clubs that are winning titles. Uh, he's clearly settled there. Um, he's working with one of the best coaches in world football. And he's an elite player. And you'd argue that there's no reason why he wouldn't want to stay at an elite club. Now, yeah, you can say that he'd rather play more football. And I agree with that. But that's just one factor. Whereas for Yuri Tielemans, who clearly values himself as higher uh, in terms of his standard than Leicester City, 
he's not going to go and sign a three, four-year deal at Leicester. There's, there's literally zero chance of that happening. Unless his options are completely limited, he re realises that despite his representatives putting the feelers out that not many clubs are interested, that's the only scenario in which Yuri Tielemann signs a long-term deal. And that is very, very unlikely because of the quality he's shown in recent years. So Arsenal know that. And any club going in trying to sign Yuri Tielemann's now as opposed to next summer knows that that's the situation. Arsenal could wait 12 months and get Yuri Tielemann's on a free transfer. But they're willing to get in there ahead of everybody else by trying to make that deal happen early. And if that costs you 20, 25 million pounds, even 30 million pounds, so be it. But if we're talking 40 million pounds, then Arsenal need to just knock that on the head and walk away, in my view. Um, again, in my view. Uh, and Gunnar Down Under makes the point that Tielemans had an average season last year. Who's to say he won't have the same this season? It's a good point. I would argue that He's shown enough over the course of his career to date to suggest that that was a one-off more than a, an ongoing thing. But um, you, you don't necessarily, I'm not saying you don't mind risking £25 million because it's a hell of a lot of money, but that risk feels a lot more acceptable as Arsenal Football Club if you're talking £20, £25 million. The minute you start getting into the 40s and the 50s, then, then it's stupid and it's something that we should walk away from, in my opinion. Uh, Luca AFC says the deal is off. He has signed a new one-year deal with Leicester. Just saw a tweet. Who's that tweet from, mate? Let us know and we'll bring it up on the screen and we'll discuss it. Uh, let us know. Things changing all the time, it seems, uh, in Arsenal's pursuit of Yuri Tielemans. Uh, let me know where you got that tweet from. Who tweeted it? Because that matters as well, right? <laughs> you know, who tweeted it? Was it someone reliable? Um, was it not that? obviously plays a huge role in whether I'm going to believe it or not. Look, let's take a, a brief pause while um, Luca tells us or anybody else tells us where that tweet has come from. Um, while we take that brief pause, I just want to let you guys know um, that there are well over 700 of you with us right now, which is incredible. The numbers over the last few days have been unbelievable. Uh, so please, please do. Um, if you haven't done so already, hit a like on the VO. Um, you know, we're... We're desperate uh, to get likes on the board because they desperately help us. Like it's, it's as simple as that. I don't know what other way to put it, but I'd love to get up to 300 likes now, uh, given there's so many of you watching. We're on 200 at the moment. It's more than achievable. Please do it. Please subscribe as well if you're new to the channel. We'd love to have you. Um, where is that tweet coming from? Russ says the Arsenal gerbil. Um, Luca, tell us where you got that tweet from, mate. You're, you're changing the subject now without telling us where that tweet has come from. Uh, I'm curious to see where it's come from, who it's come from. Look, there are rumours uh, that he might sign a one-year contract extension with Leicester City, but that is that is um, no more confirmed than all the other stuff that we've heard. So let's let's hold fire on that. Um, and also, oh, Russ says he was joking. <laughs> no, you know what? The Arsenal gerbil does come out with some good stuff sometimes. That's why I, I kind of uh, sort of believe that. Sorry, uh, I beg your pardon. Um, and, and as Vladimir says, for those of you that, that believe that Fabrizio is the GOAT, and a lot of people do, and a lot of people kind of wait for Fabrizio Romano to, you know, talk about anything before they, they start getting carried away about it. He has said that he will not sign a contract now. And that that contract, if it does get signed, it's going to happen. Like, why would Tiedemans do it now? Why would he shut the door on any options this summer? Why would he do that at this stage of the window? He won't. 
Um, as people keep telling us, his, his relationship with Leicester is very amicable at the moment. Therefore, there is no need uh, to do that so soon. Uh, okay. Right. I think um, I am going to leave it there. Also, just before I do leave it there, though, um, another thing that uh, gives me confidence that Yuri Tielemans is not going to sign on the dotted line for Leicester today is that Brendan Rodgers was kind of talking very, very, um, I don't know what the word is, like with a defeatist attitude around Tielemans. Like it was never like, you know, we're definitely holding on to him. You know, I vehemently sort of, um, you know, say that we're going to keep hold of this guy. There's no chance of him going anywhere. Instead, he was quite sort of, I don't know, he was speaking like he was resigned to the fact that Tielemans was going to move on this summer. So that's that's something to think about as well. And, and obviously, Brendan Rodgers knows a hell of a lot more than you or I do. Um, just finally, though, before I do jump off, as Arsenal have just tweeted, happy birthday to Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Look, it didn't end well with Aubameyang, and I was very angry and disappointed with the way he was carrying himself and, and going about his business towards the back end of his career. But you cannot deny that he had a huge impact for Arsenal uh, over the few years he was there. That FA Cup win would undoubtedly be a highlight uh, in his Arsenal tenure because of how influential and brilliant he was, uh, particularly in the semi-final and final. Uh, so wishing Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang a happy birthday. But um, yeah, you know, it's he's, he's a figment of the past as far as Arsenal are concerned. Now it's time to move forward. But yeah, many happy returns to the former Arsenal skipper. Okay, look, going to leave it there. Uh, going to jump off uh, 50 likes till that magic 300 target. Hit the like button if you haven't done so already. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. If you're watching this back on playback, let me know your thoughts in the comments. If you're listening via audio, please do leave us a review and we'll be back very, very soon with more. Uh, won't be back today unless something major happens, unless something big drops. I'm going to chill out with the family for the rest of the day. But as I say, if something big breaks, if something big happens, you will see me back here uh, in front of the camera for another edition of the Chronicles of Aguna. Until the next time, whenever that is, take care and all the best. Goodbye. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.